1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Ash Barty, thank you so much for joining me here on the Friday Focus. Uh, How are you and where are you?
0: Uh, No worries. Thanks for having me, Gilly. Um... Yeah, been been really good. Uh, obviously, it's been nice to get back into a routine of of playing again and and, and kind of traveling in our bubble environment. But in in Stuttgart at the moment, and uh, looking forward to to playing on some indoor red clay next week.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the lead up to the French Open, which I notice has been delayed by a week. But you get on to the clay. You had uh, one clay court tournament over in the US, so that was after just nearly two weeks ago, winning. Miami, defending your title, congratulations! Uh, joining a pretty select crowd there. Only five others have defended that title, which they classify I think as the, the fifth major, don't they? But Steffi Graf, Monica Sellis, Sanchez Vicario, and the Williams sisters, times two. So uh, that's fairly elite company you're in there.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool after I finished finished that tournament. I didn't realise that um, that it was such a a select club I suppose it's um, you know Miami is a massive tournament it's uh, it's always a fun tournament and and I'm, I'm very humbled to be able to be in a conversation with with some of those champions it's pretty cool but uh, we're excited now to to get on the red clay and as you said working our way up to Roland Garros which has had a slight delay but uh, the tournaments for, for us leading up are all the same and you know hopefully those cities that we go to they stay um, safe enough that that we can and kind of compete in our bubble environment still, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, of course you'd be looking forward to uh, the French Open. Obviously, that was the the big breakthrough major for you. You didn't get the chance to defend it last year due to COVID, but that must have uh, very special memories. Even in the build up already leading into that one.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit different. I'm not not quite sure what I'm gonna uh, what I'm gonna feel when I kind of walk walk back onto site. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, but it's going to be exciting, uh, really. I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of going in with with a really open mind and and trying to do the best that I can, and knowing that uh, it, it also feels feels like it was a a lifetime ago that that we played there in 2019. So uh, a long time in between efforts, but um, yeah, I'm really excited to go back just to just to see what it feels like. Um, it's, it's all going to be very new to me, but it um, will be exciting, no doubt.
1: Yeah, without doubt, and everyone in Australia, we're certainly tuning in and and watching to see how you go. With that win in Miami, you you retain that number one ranking, uh, which you've had pretty much almost coming up towards two years now. So uh, congratulations on that. There's some discussion around, isn't there? There's uh, whether it's opinion about the... The whole ranking system and what happened transpired through the year of COVID. How does that make you feel? To me, as an outsider looking on and and seeing your comments around this, it it almost feels like the ranking doesn't really mean that much to. It's not the most important thing in your life. Is that an accurate observation?
0: Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I think the the rankings are uh, are a bonus. Uh, I mean, honestly, in in the twenty twenty year uh, when the rankings were paused um they were they were deemed kind of frozen and then when when the tour resumed they had some rules around it and and every single person had the had the opportunity to improve their ranking their their ranking wasn't going to go down but any tournament they played they had the opportunity to improve it so I kind of without playing obviously um that that door was was left wide open for uh for a few of the girls to try and take over that number one spot and if they did I was going to be the first to send them a message congratulating them but um, we're able to hold on to it and, and it's pretty uh, it's, it's pretty cool knowing that we're back now um, and that the, the tour has resumed as per normal as from a rankings perspective as as of the tournament in Miami so it's been um, yeah a, a different a different year without a doubt um, but certainly whether it's I mean whatever number's next to my name uh, that, that it doesn't change the way that we approach how we're trying to do things uh, every single day whether we're training at home or on the road trying to compete so I think that's
1: that's a really important part of our makeup as well indeed I noticed in answering that question alone I've read quote from you you use the word we a lot ash the the concept of team in a very very individual sport it, it, that's of paramount importance to you isn't it that the team that you have around you, coach uh, manager whether it's a, a parent traveling with you bo- uh, your boyfriend um It could be a challenge this year, couldn't it? Because you've only got uh, the coach, Craig Tyzer with you at the moment. How does that feel?
0: Yeah, we're going to be in each other's pockets a lot this year, Tyzer and I. But um, no, it is without a doubt, even though I'm the only one on the court playing, uh, there is a massive team behind me of of genuine people, um, of quality people, and who I believe are the best at what they do. And I think I'm extremely lucky to have such a... A good team around me. They they all get along well. We're on the same wavelength. Um, and as you said, being being away from them so much this year is is going to be a challenge without a doubt. Um, knowing that there's not the fluidity that we usually have with travel, who can come and go and, and spend a few weeks here and there. So we're we're trying to plan as best that we can in in a world at the moment that's really hard to um, make any concrete plans. So we're we're just going with it as best we can um, and. You know, I think if you just approach it in a way where this this calendar for us this this year, this season in in 2021, is is an adventure. It's new. This will be the first time that I would have spent um, months and months on end um, away from home, kind of flicking through all the seasons. Um, so I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I know that there'll be some challenges along the way. But uh, without a doubt, the the positives and the experiences that you have outweigh anything that concerns me.
1: I, I really enjoyed seeing the photo after you win in Miami with uh you and your coach, just kicking back uh I think it might have been a bottle of champagne there, a few brewskis as well, which as you know as well as anyone, you gotta celebrate your successes, don't you? Because there's <laughs> there's too many down days. Certainly I found that in my, my career. But um yeah, that 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 to have that support around. I read a quote in amongst the cricket journey that you had with uh in the WBBL with the Brisbane Heat and, and playing grey cricket for West in Brisbane. You credited that experience on the cricket circuit as being vitally important for your comeback, didn't you?
0: Yeah, massively. So I learned a lot of lessons uh, when I was playing cricket, and I think more than more than sport itself, it was about the people I was surrounded by. And um, you know, when you can change your perspective uh, a little bit of how you approach sport, it was it was amazing to me. It was it really opened my eyes in a way where you can take it seriously but it's at at the end of the day at the end of the day um sports a game We, we play it because we love it it's meant to be fun it's designed to be fun um and it's designed to challenge you and i think if you know if you can approach it that way as best you can in in a lot of situations when it's not always when it's not always enjoyable you know when you're backed up against the wall or you're in a bit of a rough spot i think coming back to that frequently um is is really important and of course that's developed over the last couple of years for, for my team and I and in the work that we do with, with my mentor, Ben Crow. Of course, that's that's developed, but that was kind of the first eye-opening, almost aha experience for me is, is seeing how a lot of different athletes go about it, particularly, particularly kind of young country girls coming out, just, just playing a game. Like, it, it really did open my eyes.
1: Oh, for sure. There's uh, it, It's perceived, well, in all sport, I, I think in this day and age, I'm not sure if you agree, but the pressure comes on earlier and earlier at a younger and younger age. The perception has always been in tennis. It, it, that's been happening for quite a while. And, and that, that victory at Wimbledon Juniors in 2011 uh, was part of what made you step away and, and have a break. Is there, just out of interest, of the, I guess, the, the top eight to ten girls that you played against back in 2011... Do you know? Have any idea how many of them would be on the full tour nowadays?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think off off the top of my head, just running through that, probably the two or three weeks uh, leading up to Wimbledon would be uh, on Djabura. Is I think um, she wouldn't have done as well. she won Junior French Open. Um, yeah. So she's she's on tour with us now, probably. Of of all the girls that I played in that in that year in two thousand eleven in the junior circuit, there's probably maybe six or ten wow. um that I can think of that are either top hundred in in singles or top fifty in doubles. Um so I think it is a it is a small sampling. Um and I think the the perceived pressure um from when you're quite young as you know, as a young girl or a young boy you can feel like the whole world's in your shoulders. But um, you know, I think you're looking through a very small lens um, the first time that you kind of get a taste of that international uh, exposure. But uh, I think being able to learn that um, in in the nicest possible way, uh, no one really cares uh, what you're doing outside the ones that you love. <laughs> um, no one, you know, really puts that much emphasis on one single performance. And I think it's really important to be able to, to understand that as a, as a youngster and, and kind of, Uh, embrace it and of course um, go about your business in the right way but but also know that um, it's it's not the be all and end all.
1: I read an article about having to recycle trophies can you elaborate on that (laughs) or do you want me to?
0: (laughs) Yeah well it's um, uh, a few of my trophies in the past I um, would essentially not clean out but but clean out and and kind of give some of my trophies back to the club where I first started playing, West Brisbane Tennis Centre. So uh, the club itself would be able to pass it on to their juniors at their junior events. And um, obviously, I, I know, you know, I spent so many hours there as a kid uh, watching other people play, watching adults play. It became a bit of a family, um, that that whole tennis club. And, um, you know, for, for me, I think, I remember when you're when you're a kid, like that, that first trophy that you get, yeah, the, like the big smile on your face um, for for whatever it is, whether it's for you know like your your effort, uh, the result, whether it's you know there's there's so many different things that the trophies or, or awards are are awarded for, um, and I think being able to recycle that and and just know that it um, was going to bring a massive smile to to a kid's face um, at at West Brisbane Tennis Centre was was always going to be. Uh, a massive reason behind me kind of um, giving them to Jimbo so he can, he can hand them out to kids.
1: The Tigers, it would be remiss to, to chat with you and not mention them. You had the wonderful honour of presenting them with their premiership trophy up at the Gabba there late last year. Now, tell me, I mean, everyone was pretty envious. Uh, any Richmond supporter would be envious of that, but I think any football supporter, no matter what team you support, would be envious of having a celebratory beer with Dusty Martin. Did you get that opportunity?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. I um. Oh no! I, I was very fortunate and very humbled that the club asked me to um to pass on the the premiership cup if if the tigers won. It was really exciting, and um, Koch called me straight afterwards. He was he was so excited and pumped, and um yeah, I mean the the game obviously I, ne- I never thought that there'd be a grand final in Brisbane, um, let alone with the tigers in it and the tigers winning it. So all the, the stars aligned for me. Um, and a lot of Richmond supporters up in Queensland, but a very, a very, very cool experience. Um, I, as soon as the game finished, I, I kind of um, was driving home, and and Coach FaceTimed me. He said, "You coming down for a beer?" And I said, "No, mate, I'm halfway home. That's, I'll let you guys do what you do. I, I don't need to. I don't need to be a part of that. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to enjoy it as a fan um, and and just chill out. But uh, no, a very, very cool day.
1: I won't hold you up too much longer. I just got a quick question about. Um... Mindset and psychology, both pre-match and I guess match point, particularly match point when you're down a match point and where you go to. Very quickly, I had the great fortune in 2001 of being at the Wimbledon final uh, that Roger Federer was playing Andy Roddick and happened to walk past uh, Tony Roach who said, oh, I was with Glenn McGrath and Jason Gillespie and he said, boys, do you want to come down and see Roger? And I said, we all sort of said, uh, yes, you don't need to ask that again. We went down there into the into Thank the men's change rooms just prior to the match and, and we were chatting. It was literally only him in the entire change rooms. And then I said to him, Roger, do you get nervous before a match? He said, oh, only just just right before it. And I looked at the clock and it was about eight minutes to two when he was walking out at two o'clock onto centre court. And I thought, gee, it's getting close to nervous time. Um, yeah, what okay. What is the mindset... Uh, Pre-game and then balancing that up with a, a match point, your down match point. Where do you take your mind? What, what's the thought process to get out of that hole?
0: Yeah, I think I think pre-match is quite um, for me has always been quite relaxed. Um, obviously, in tennis, it's you don't always have a massive time uh, amount of time to prepare for who you're playing. Or, uh, a lot of the time it's only the night before or or the day before you find out who you kind of play. So the, the preparation tactically is, I think is quite quick, um, but it's important to get that right. And then to be able to feel at ease that, you know, you're comfortable knowing what you're going to go out there and try and do. And ultimately it's about executing. So I feel like for me, it's, um, it's, it's about kind of being in that relaxed kind of mental state, but also ready knowing that you're, you're going out there for a challenge and, um, for me, not dissimilar to, to Roger in a way. Of course, you have some nerves leading up, but um, often it's not until you kind of literally they call your name and you're walking out onto court um, where some of those butterflies kick in occasionally, you know, a bit of a dry mouth and um, just trying to, to settle in as quickly as possible. But, I mean, each each point in tennis, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, the best point in the world, you know, there's a 40-shot rally where then it ends with a tweener or, or it's a double fault, I think the the thing in tennis is every single point the value is exactly the same. Uh it's only worth one point. It can only, you know, you can literally only win a tennis match one point at a time. You have to win have to win the next point, the next point, the next point and just and just keep chipping away and that every single time you go up to that line to either serve or return, you have to be ready, you have to be switched on and uh I think for me that's kind of the only way you can approach a match, particularly if you're match point down. Um the match isn't over yet and I think it's it's important to stick to those processes that just know that all you can do is your best in this very next point. What's happened in the past is gone, you can't change that now and what's potentially going to happen in the future is is null and void. It's it's just trying to be really present, um, be there for every single point and and just do do your best for that given point, um, knowing that no matter what happens, it's it's only the value of one. So I think that's that's a really important part. Um, of of tennis to me, and then something that that I kind of learnt through Andre Agassi and in his way that he um, he approached matches.
1: Well, I mentioned French Open coming up, and then after uh, after Paris, you'll head over, or assume to to the UK to England and get get on to the grass courts in readiness for uh, for Wimbledon June 28. That's uh, put down in the diary at the moment. Um, if Team Barty is sitting down all. All teams, all good teams have a meeting, hopefully not too many, uh, but a, a meeting to set your goals and your targets. What is the number one at the top of the list for Team Barty?
0: Oh, I think I think the the number one at the top of the list of uh, what I say goals are, are essentially the same, same as dreams, I think. Uh, my, my dream is to win Wimbledon, and um, whether it happens or not, we, we keep chipping away every single day and try and give ourselves the best chance. But uh, that's... That's the one for me. Uh, you know, I've been very fortunate to have played at Wimbledon, and I know that it's a very select few people on this globe that get to get to enjoy the courts at Wimbledon. So I think every time I go out there, I try and do it with a smile on my face. But that's that's the one I've I've always wanted the most, and um, yeah, whether it happens or not, I'll try and put myself out there and, and enjoy every single time I get an opportunity to to try and achieve it.
1: Uh, I think we'll enjoy being on the journey, watching as well. Ash, I was I was taught a, a quote from Steve War, a guy that I know you would have uh, watched on with great interest and see all his achievements. He, he taught me a quote, attitudes are contagious, is yours worth catching? And I think it's obvious to all that your attitude is outstanding and very contagious to all around you, no matter where it is, and, and your team are so important to you, and I think they understand the value of your great attitude so we will watch you carry that attitude forward all the best in uh in the clay court season and then then we move into the the big one in chasing that goal and that dream at at wimbledon uh in june thanks so much for joining us on the friday focus and uh you take care travel safe
0: beauty thanks so much gilly appreciate it thanks for having me